With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I'm Dan Orlovsky. When I'm looking for safety, I always take the extra steps and listen to Chris and Case on the Detroit Lions podcast. Touching me, touching you. Lions fans. It's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast. Your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now, two guys who haven't scored since 1958. Chris and Case. Hey, howdy ho, Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions podcast, episode 258. This is the official Detroit Lions podcast for Reddit. I am your dashing host, Chris, and with me is my good friend and co-host, The Riz. How you doing, brother? It is good to be with you and to see your, your smiling face once again, Chris. Oh, my goodness. Um... I appreciate it. People can now see our smiling faces better on the on the video. I apologize, folks. We had a little bit of a, a freeze up there. We're good. Um, we got a lot to talk about. I got a lot to talk about today, my friend. A whole lot to talk about. Um, we've got free agency, and it's been moving and grinding and going crazy for the last 24 hours. And uh, there's a lot in there, isn't there, Riz? There, I need a flow chart, man. I can't keep track of it all. <laughs> I've got your flow, bro. I got your flow. We got you covered. All right. We're going to talk all about free agency, what's happened so far in the first 24 hours, and there is a ton to talk about. So we're going to get it going. Great show lined up. Ribs, you ready to go, my man? Let's do it. Let's kick this off and break it down. Oh, boy. Okay. We should be good now. It took me a minute to get my mouth together. I'm working uh, nights this week. We had a big launch of a system at work, and I'm helping cover some stuff. And so I'm actually up really early right now, and my my, my tongue is sometimes freezing in my mouth. So we'll work through it. <laughs> <laughs> Second shift, the worst shift. I can say that from from working in the hotel industry for a long time. For reals, my man. For reals. Three to eleven thirty is the worst shift. I I much preferred third shift. I signed up for it. Because I'm like, idiot. I'm going to be able to work from home. I'm going to be like, this is early as we're setting the project up. I'll be cool. I get the days to get stuff done. No, no. Corona comes along. Everybody's working from home anyway. Now I have to decide. Yeah. Uh, forget. Anyway, let's do a couple of quick first announcements. First, check us out and help us out on the Patreon. Special thanks to Dylan from Guam. That's right. Of course, our very first donor, Mathis and Brian B from I Prevail. Check us out at patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. It's patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. It's the place where you can uh, get a hold of, I'm telling you, the very, very best, most intelligent Lions chat on the internet, the Slack. 
right? It's true. It's true. They were talking about it today. Um, guys, they just, I, I'm tuning out Twitter. I'm tuning out Reddit. It's no fun. This, I've got this. This is, this keeps me sane. Uh, great group of guys there. You can get involved if you, uh, join us on Patreon. Like I said, as little as a dollar a month, as much more as you'd like to give, we'll still give you access to that. And you help the show along the way, help us do all this great stuff that we do. Also, give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast. It's Detroit Lions podcast on Instagram. And check us out on the Twitter machine at DET Lions podcast, DET Lions podcast. It's the very best place to see the Riz. With no pants. That's right. And yes, Matt, in the YouTube chat, I do give the best hugs. Subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Uh, get there, subscribe, hit the bell, get notified every time we go live. We're going to be doing another show on Saturday. This time, that time with Case. Case has got a bunch of stuff. Everybody's world is in turmoil right now. And uh, yes, we'll just, we'll just yes, work it through is. it We're together. We're we're a family here, all right? All right, rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, iHeart, wherever you get us, Pandora, all the cool stuff. Uh, give us a five-star review when you're there as well. We really appreciate those things. And uh, if you want to give constructive criticism, head over to the subreddit and uh, fill us in there and how you think we could improve. Give us a call via Skype, Detroit Lions Podcast, all one word, or call us in the Lions line at 929-33-LIONS. It's 929-335-4667. Leave a message, and maybe you get a chance to get yourself a hug. <laughs> chin straps kids it's time to review this weekend reddit all right let's talk about all the fun and exciting things going down this weekend reddit and we're going to start out with free agency pickups free agency pickups um there is one big story about one player that i think that everybody wants to talk about um hold off we'll get to that in a minute we'll get to that in a, in a yes. little bit we're going to talk about yes we will first, we will the first pickup that we want to talk about is the one I think that when it happened in the Slack, Riz was just ecstatic. Oh, um, he, oh dude, do we have to start with him? <laughs> this is the one where Riz said, Bloody boys, hell. we've turned a corner. We have turned a corner with this team. Let's talk about quarterback of the future, Chase Daniel. Oh, <laughs> oh my Riz, God. He's your guy. I'm, I'm really impressed with uh, the love that you had for him. You know, it's it's nothing personal against Chase Daniel, and he's not a bad quarterback. But my God, could the, the Lions could not have made a worse decision for a backup quarterback? They really couldn't. Wow. We got David Blau still. He's there, right? For now, okay. yeah. <laughs> for now, I I don't think it's as bad. I think it's the money. What is it? Thirteen million. It's yeah, it's thirteen point zero five million over three years. Um, there's a weird structure to it too, uh, where he he can pay a million dollars back to get five. I think it's five million in the last year. There's some. We'll see it all when it, when it becomes official because none of the none of these deals are official yet uh, because you cannot take a physical yet, and all NFL physical contracts are pending physicals. Obviously, with the state of affairs in our country, in our world today, you cannot take physical at team facilities because nobody's there. Right. So, <laughs> can you can you pass a physical with the coronavirus? I that's a good question. I don't know. I, I don't know. Hmm. I know that there are people that are asymptomatic from it. Not to yeah. diverge, but that that's yeah. We'll 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 see what happens with that. But so Chase Daniel, I thought they would have learned the lesson with Matt Castle. When they had a backup, a veteran backup quarterback who couldn't run the base offense that Matthew Stafford runs, mm -hmm. it hurt in practices, and this is where my bugaboo is with it because Chase Daniel cannot run Daryl Bevel's offense in practice. He does not have the arm strength to do it. 
That's but he's a great sideline coach, and he'll do a great job of getting Matthew Stafford ready for. I'm, I'm trying. I'm working here, but just <laughs> no. That, that, that you're not. You're not wrong in that. Not at all. But that's pretty expensive. But for a it, guy to do that. <laughs> and what are you paying your quarterback coach for? What are you paying your offensive quality control assistants for? Mm-hmm. Um, he would be a great. And I'll 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 flip hats for a second. The Cleveland Browns signed Case Keenum to be a veteran mentor for Baker Mayfield. I love that move, um, in part because he's familiar with the offense. He, he, they're rejoining forces. It's it's a little bit more expensive, but Baker needs that guy. Matt Stafford doesn't need somebody to come and say, "Hey, what did you see on this play?" That, 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 he's not. That, he's, he's in his eleventh season. He doesn't need that anymore. If he does, you probably should be moving on from Stafford. Um, that is the long and the short of it. The, the inability of Chase Daniel to put balls into tight windows and to throw the ball down the field. Those are the two things that the Lions offense is predicated on. That's what the wide receivers are good at. Mm-hmm. He can't do those things. I don't ah, oh, it's it's such a maddeningly frustrating situation. So let's think uh, about this really quick. It, it is what it is. He's he's the guy that's sitting in the seat right now. Who would you have preferred? Who who's the guy that you would have loved? Thanks, Greg. I would have kept Blau, honestly. If if you were looking to bring a veteran in, I would have kept Jeff Driscoll. Hmm. And we will talk about Jeff Driscoll and his where he's running off to. Because he's probably running wherever he's going. <laughs> All right. So Chase yes. Daniel, would you? Is this your? Is this your favorite pick of the uh, the free agency so far? I mean, oh, my least favorite. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't want to. Yes, yes. It, it would be my least. I, honestly, it's one of my least favorite league wide. Um, although Ooh. an an ex lion is involved in that um, and gives good competition. We'll talk about him later too. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, next is what I feel is a is a pretty good upside type of signing. Halapulavati Vitai. Um, Dude, you what? said that right. Oh yeah, what, what, I'm impressed for a guy who can't say Amani Aruwariye. You did very well there. <laughs> Good on you, <laughs> mate. <laughs> it's the it's all those vowels together. I I, yeah. I can hit those. Well, I don't know. I know. Here hereafter, he will be referred to as Big V. Big V. I like that. That that'll make it. That'll I can stand on success and never have a problem again. That's good. I like that. Go out on top. <laughs> That's right, buddy. All right. He's a five-year, $45 million signing offensive tackle. A um, lot going on in that line, right? We have a couple folks that, are, have, that have been uh, tra- or signed elsewhere, um, released, whatever else. And um, this is a guy we're using to fill some of those holes. How do you feel he's going to play out for us? He will be the starting right tackle. Uh, I'm glad it's 45 million and not 50 million. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna defer to to our friend Bryce Rossler, who did a big. He's he stayed up all night watching video of him, and when Bryce says things, I believe him. Um, and he wrote up a very nice report. We have it at Lions Wire today. Please check it out there. Shameless self promotion there. Yeah, nail it. Lions Wire is the place to be. So 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 he went into it thinking, oh my God, what have we done? And he walked off the ledge a little bit after watching him. Um and. I kind of got that impression. I talked to, I have several friends for whatever reason that cover the Eagles. And I sort of got the same thing, same basic gist from them is that he's a good athlete. He has potential. He's shown the ability to be a good player, but it's inconsistent. He needs more reps and he's got to get stronger. And I feel like his rap, the rap on him with most people that I see chatting about him is, is odd because you deal with recency bias so much. It's historical bias. 
for for you know a couple years ago uh, people haven't really seen or, or or been up to his performance since then and and, right. and they kind of focus on his rookie kind of run out there he's, he's he, he was rough the, man oh, he, yeah. he was rough as a rookie no question and he, he had some rough moments last year too um yep. specifically anchoring against power rushers mm-hmm. because it, all of his strength is in his upper body he does not have sand in the pants he to missed, use the, the popular the parlance day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny, but you come to the Lions with our historically stellar um, growth at, a, at an offensive lineman and development program. I think that, that, that well, it's well for, maybe I can't say historical. I mean, historical well, is like two weeks, right? <laughs> well, I well, this is where you and I experience in Mobile watching Hank Fraley work. I, I like that aspect of it because I do think that if there is more untapped potential, and, and there is. I do think Hank Fraley can get it out of him because he, yeah. he is a very hands-on guy. He's going to show you exactly what he wants. I, I think that it, can, right? yes, yes. I think that can work. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and you I are think- taking, a, you're taking a gamble though. I mean, this is a guy, he was a backup. Now the context of why he's a backup, and I think that gets lost on a lot of people, including my colleague at ESPN 96.1, Jim Costa. <laughs> he was a backup because he's playing behind Lane Johnson, who's the best right tackle in football. And Jason Peters, who's going to the Hall of Fame someday on the left side. Yeah, yeah. And and they have tried to replace Jason Peters for five years in a row now. And every year he comes back and still kicks ass. So there hasn't been a place to play him. Right, right, right. Counter to it was that they did use a first-round pick on another tackle in that span, which does not, not does, doesn't engender a lot of confidence in Big V. And I, I understand that they, they have had a hole at right guard that he could have played at as well. They didn't really see him fit there. The Lions are paying him. Uh, can you stop with the, the nonsense that they're paying a backup? Yes, he was a backup in Philadelphia. He's the same way that Glover Quinn was a backup in Houston before he came to Detroit and kicked ass. Yeah. I'm not saying that Vitae is going to be the, the level of success that, that Glover Quinn was. But one of the things that you look for in free agency is getting players who are undervalued by their current teams and who have upside, who have some you know experience under their belt, and you hope that it develops with that. It worked fantastic with Clover Quinn. Will it work with Big V? We'll see. Right. He's 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 definitely gonna be better than Corny was. <laughs> yes. Oh God. I mean, we've we've had some bad right tackles. Yeah. Uh, um. And yeah, there's something else about his profile that I, th- I, w- I want to highlight for people because I haven't seen it discussed a lot, especially compared to um, who, who he's replacing. He is a road grader kind of guy when it comes to yes. run blocking, which is if you guys remember, our run game has been a little bit less than stellar. <laughs> uh, we need some of that. And that's, I think that's going to be a little bit of a theme on the line and what we're seeing up front in this team. We're, we're seeing guys come in that maybe aren't as good at pass blocking and maybe we're going to rely a little bit on uh, Matthew Stafford's legs. Um, they Similar to, you know, I don't think he's, he's, a, he's not a Russ Wilson, right? But you got Bevel running this offense and he's, he's done well with his, his, with bad players, right? He's found success with bad players on offensive line. I'm not saying at all that Big V is a bad player. I think he's, he's, he's actually really going to fit well, but it's going to help this run game get off. And I believe we trust in Matthew Stafford to make this, this passing game work. And, um, even with him there, Matthew Stafford stood behind much, much worse lines than we're looking at before and had pretty huge seasons. So that's kind of oh, my absolutely. Opinion. I mean, look at some of the guys who've started there. Corey Robinson, who I actually liked, yeah. you know, Cornelius Lucas, you brought him up. Some of the other, oh my God, there's some serious jagoffs that have been in there. 
Yeah, yeah. So this is. I think this is a good pick. I think this is a good going to help us. And you're, you're getting it. You have swapped a player in Rick Wagner, who was probably on the downside, on the decline, sure. for a guy who could be and probably is to some extent, at least, on the upside. He's he's younger. Um, he's cheaper. I guess the way that I guess the way the salaries work out with this is being paid forty five million is that he's a little bit cheaper than what Wagner was too. And with the dead cap, I think we okay. He's about the same now, right? Yeah, but, but right. That's yeah. only for a year, right? I mean, right. That'll be okay. Yeah. So. One question with it though, um, and and I'll pose it to you: What happens with Tyrell Crosby now? Well, this is some of the interesting conversation. I mean, does Big V kind of squeeze into the guard? Or is Tyrell Cosby just a swing tackle guy, backup kind of role? Um, it's interesting to see yeah. how, how how we play this out, and I think we're going to learn a little bit more in the in the draft and the rest of free agency on that. Agreed. Be yeah. All right. Next one, linebacker Jamie Collins. I don't know if you've heard of him. Um, <laughs> three years, thirty million. He hasn't. I'm excited. He, he has no familiarity with uh, what's going on with this defense. <laughs> uh, what kind of boneheaded move was this, Riz? <laughs> oh, I lo- I really, really like Jamie Collins. And I will say that I, I covered him in Cleveland. I did not cover his first year in Cleveland. I covered his two after that, um, both of which were, were terrible, by the way. The, the Browns won one game in those two years. Um, and I'll address it right away. He absolutely quit on, on the 2018 Cleveland Browns. He, he checked out. There are, you can find a lot of clips of him standing still while action is going on around him. No sugarcoating that. Mm. And if you are somebody who worries that he checked out because they were losing and that that's a a very real possibility in Detroit, I'm not going to tell you you're wrong and I'm not going to assuage your fears. That's, uh, that's, that, that is honestly my biggest fear with him because, uh, he is that kind of guy. Uh, he, he, to, to give a little context to it, he played at a wretchedly awful program at Southern Mississippi in college. He was 255 pounds, and they played him as a defensive tackle simply because he was the best player on the field and the strongest guy on the team. Mm. That tells you a little bit also of what you're getting in Jamie. He is an athletic freak. If you like Isaiah Simmons, Jamie Collins was Isaiah Simmons before Isaiah Simmons knew who Isaiah Simmons was. He is an absolute athletic marvel. He can walk across the football field on a handstand. He can do backflips just like standing and backflipping at six foot three and 255 pounds. I've seen him do it in, in a Browns training camp. Wow. Wow. <laughs> he has a, he's, he's, a he's crazy. Look at his shake when he landed. My goodness. He, he's, uh, he is an athletic. Now, the thing is, you know, he, he is not the pass rusher. And I think this is where, the evaluation of him gets complicated because he has a career high in sacks last year. He's not an edge. He's probably not even a Jack in the Lions system. I don't think the Lions are going to have that anymore anyways. And that's, that's part of a larger conversation. Sure. He in Cleveland did very well as a Sam backer, as your, as your off ball, strong side linebacker. He was very good in coverage against tight ends and against running backs. He blows up screens nicely. He sees the field. Well, he can carry, a zone from one layout lever to another layer to another. He's really good at that. And he showed that in, 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 uh, in new England last year too. Now last year in new England, Kyle Van Noy played the, the, the role that we would know as a Jack, right? Collins was really good at reacting off of that and, and timing blitzes and working in conjunction with him. 
And that's something that I think you will see more of because I, I do deep down think that the, the Lions realize they have to get more pressure on the quarterback. And so while Collins is a not, he is not a hand in the dirt rusher. He will not line up as a defensive end. Right. It's just not his game. Yeah. Um, he will, he's done it on occasion. He's done it. He actually has lined up as a slot corner over a flex out tight end more than he's played with his hand in the dirt over the last four years. Yep. Yeah. So you're getting, if you wanted Isaiah Simmons, you got him. His name is Jamie Collins. He That's, is your, he is your athletic linebacker coverage linebacker. Who's going to make an impact in the middle of the field pass defense, which we've been missing for a long time. Yes. Uh, it, it wasn't just last year. We've been missing. No, that, that tight since, ends since, have murdered since, us De- since Deandre Levy, before he got bit by the sloth or whatever the hell happened to him. <laughs> yes. Yep, yep. Yep. Absolutely. So it's, it's good news. I think that's a, that's a, a really good sign. It's a, it's a good pick and it's a 10 million a year. Yeah. All that, day. that, that, that's a good deal. That's a guy who wants to come here. I think, I think that's yes, part of and, that and, in that. And, that's the other part of it. He played for Patricia in New England, and they didn't like each other. There, there's a lot. I asked him. I asked Collins directly about it um, in training camp at, at the Browns. Um, it was, it was before he was with. Yeah, it was before Patricia was the coach of the Lions. Mm-hmm. Um, I just asked him about you know what what happened at the end in in, in New England. He didn't want to talk about it, but he his mannerism suggested that. He sort of knew that it was on him as much as it was on Patricia, but there there was def there is definite past water, um, whether it's under the bridge all the way or not. I think Colin sort of answered that by agreeing to sign with Detroit, and he had other suitors. He could have gone elsewhere yeah. for the same money. Um, so for those who think that they're the Lions are only getting players that won't go anywhere else, that that's simply not true. Um, and it's it's interesting to me that Collins is a guy who has a negative past history with Patricia and still chose to sign here. Yeah, it's 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 a wanting to win. I really I really think that I think he wants he believes that Patricia in Patricia and the way Patricia does things. And he can he can he feels like he can win because it yeah. ain't a, a, a whole truckload of money. that got backed up that brought him in Detroit. No, I also think that he realizes that what what he offers is exactly what the Lions defense needs exactly. and and it, it gives him a chance to shine. Yep. Yep. Um, so there you go. And I, I would say that folks who have Simmons on their uh, possible draft charts for the Lions can go ahead and cross that one off at this point. Right. Yes. Uh, in fact, I'm writing that for Lions wire. As soon as we're done, I've already got the outline for it. There Eric Schlitt will verify that too. Cause he's looked at it. All right. There you go. <laughs> All right. And, and let's, let's hit that real quick. Don't forget about Lions wire. Uh, what is it? LionsWire.usatoday.com, yes, right? Is yes. Get there? Yes. Or Check on your SportsWire app, which has recently been updated and, and is much more functional than it used to be. Awesome. And by the way, if you go to the app, slideshows show in one screen. You don't have to flip through. Oh, nice. Pro All right. Yeah. Riz, Schlitt, the guys <laughs> over there, they do an awesome job. Some of the best coverage um, you're going to find. You know, we have just a very few folks that we love in the media, the Detroit media that do stuff. And of course, I mean, Riz is one of them. That's why he's on the show all the time. <laughs> but uh, yeah, check them out and uh, and definitely give them the views. They love that and they they appreciate it. Everybody that comes over and says, "Tell them the podcast sent you." Give them, give them a little hey, and yeah, it'd be nice not? on Facebook. <laughs> All right, we'll move on. <laughs> That's asking too much, Chris. <laughs> um, okay, so we talk about linebacker. Um, we got an opportunity here. We have a player who may protect our middle uh, from those vicious tight ends that are starting to become more and more prevalent in the in the NFL. We're going to move to the defensive tackle, Nick Williams. He signed a two-year, $10 million deal. Um, how whelmed are you? Uh, if you watch him play against the Lions, you're very whelmed. <laughs> 
if you watch anywhere else, you're sort of, eh, okay. Just, just whelmed. Yeah. <laughs> um, so is, 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 look, he, is he just going to be a steady rotational player for us, filling a gap? Uh, we know we need people at the line. It, it, we're not going to get enough good players in the draft. Are we just getting an NFL caliber talent to help us along the way here? Is that what we've I, done? I, I, I think he's your quality third. Um, he can be your your nose in a, a NASCAR rush package. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he'll play, you know, 20 to 30 snaps a game on defense. Most of them rushing the passer because he's not good against the run. Uh, but he he's he's got a quick first step. He hits hard with his hands he knows what he's doing and if you watch him play against joe doll he's a lot better than joe doll <laughs> let's put it that way <laughs> oh my god there's like five clips of him just like where doll is like <laughs> <laughs> oh god poor guy sorry starting left guard joe doll yeah yep all right um we're gonna just keep rolling through this to another defensive tackle danny shelton only two years Eight million dollars less than Nick Williams. Are we downgrading here? Is this going to be uh, that, that's that, this? This is a fantastic value signing. Bingo. Uh, and Danny, Danny Shelton is another guy that I covered in Cleveland, and I, I put I wrote a thing up on him on Lions Wire this morning. I will say it again here. He has zero ties and experience with Matt Patricia or Bob Quinn. The fact that he played for the Patriots is sort of coincidental in this case. Now, it does give him, obviously, some familiarity for the expectations of what he's going to have to do in Detroit. But this is a guy, he's a nose tackle. This is your snacks replacement, and they're paying him a lot less. And last year, he was a lot better than snacks. So from that standpoint, you're getting a guy, he's still young. I think he's 27. This Mm -hmm. is going to be his sixth year. good, Good player. Does not give you any pass rush at all. That's again, you know, <laughs> you want to put pressure on the quarterback. <laughs> That's not what he does. He, but he will help the interior run defense. He's, he's surprisingly agile at getting out and, and closing on screens. And he actually made a really nice tackle his last year in Cleveland where he, he dropped into coverage sort of in a zone blitz because Greg Williams doesn't know what the hell he's doing as a defensive coordinator. And the tight end came across and Shelton just your mind. flattened him. <laughs> Greg Williams is a punk, clueless punk. I just love how you you hold back so much. It's, it's beautiful. I think, yeah. <laughs> I can't do it when I write, so I got to say it. Either. We have standards at USA Today; they won't let me be so critical. Uh, we could not have lower standards. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, um, let's let's talk about this. So we, we've kind of we're talking about three guys we picked up on the defense. Um, a lot of you know the conversation is, and I have to give credit to Wisco Boiler in the chat, who's who's always got a. Uh, that, that one little that one little thing to make you giggle. Um, but in this case, he's like, we're guaranteed an Ohio State defensive player. Um, you look at the two DTs yeah. we got. You got Jamie Collins. It, it, it feels like Chase Young would really, really fit well with how they've built this, right? He's the pressure guy that you need. To really, yes. like, you know, move the, move this in the direction you want. Is, is that a degree? Are we are we showing a little bit of a a lean oh, that yeah. way? Right, right. A hundred hundred percent. And if they're going to be playing more of a traditional four three or we'll, we'll put it this way, four man front, mm-hmm. which I think they're going to do, and that's what Corey Unlund's experience is with. Sure, Chase Young is perfect, perfect as your left defensive end. Yep. Perfect. Yep. So no man. better fit. 
Right, right. And so, so that's an interesting thing. And we'll talk about, you know, the, 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 uh, secondary situation because obviously the other Ohio State defensive player is, is Jeffrey Okuda. And, um, again, he's a perfect fit as well. And, and it yes. feels like we've set up for both of those players. How Bob anticipates getting both of those players, I don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> that's really what we've set up here, right? <laughs> I just hope they don't draft them back to back because we have like five things that we have to write like at, after each draft pick. I can't do 10 in like 20 minutes. <laughs> I just can't. It's exciting for us in the live draft show. It's oh, great. yeah. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Good time. I can't even get a drink in. And you know, <laughs> you're doing four hours. You, you want to have a drink too? All right, uh, let's get on uh, into the secondary. We've got. We'll step off the, the defensive line. Uh, Desmond Trufant, two years, twenty one million dollars as, as safety. We'll talk about uh, the spot he may fill uh, <laughs> a little bit later in, uh, in another section here. Trufant, what do you think? I mean, coming out of Atlanta, this is a guy who hasn't been terrible. I mean, he, he, I, he probably a step he- down from Slay, but. Yes, he's consistently slightly above mediocre. Mm-hmm. Is is the, that that's that's a quote from from somebody that I know that covers the, the Falcons. It's like you can rely on him to be eh. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like okay, he's not terrible. He's he's not a guy who's gonna like get your defense killed, but he's not he's not a playmaker. He's not a guy who's like oh yeah, we got him. Yeah, great play. Is he a great number but, two? Yes, yes. He's a great number two cornerback, yeah. And at ten million a year, that's not a bad price for a great number it's, two cornerback. It's it, no, it no, it really isn't. And it, it, if it, if it keeps Justin Coleman in the slot all the time, where he's paid a lot to be a slot corner, admittedly, mm-hmm. and you figure out who's playing as the number one corner, you got a pretty darn decent cornerback crew this, in theory on paper. Yeah. And this is where we come into that. We're really well set up for Jeffrey Okuda. Yes, because he, <laughs> he would he would pick. he would instantly be the number one. No question about it. Yeah, and then you have a great pair of of cornerbacks, and you got a great guy in, in, who's kind of sitting there in the backup with uh, Amani Arawarie. See me do that. Wow, you're getting better at this, man. Have you been practicing? Ooh, it's only been a year. If if Amani Arawarie <laughs> is your third corner, your third outside corner, you're doing pretty well. Yeah, yeah. honestly. That's that's yep. That's really. There, there's a lot. There's a lot of upside with him. There's some growth that has to happen, obviously. Mm-hmm. But there, it, we saw some things to really like about his future. Yeah, the end of last season, he was really. I mean, he was. He played up. well. It was he those reps, well. right? It was getting out there and getting those NFL reps. And I think, an an NFL offseason, the conditioning, the nutrition, the whole thing. I think we're going to see some some real growth from him. I haven't heard of him going out and working out with anybody um, in this offseason. It's interesting. Well, well, now that's a little bit out the window now. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. 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 All right. So let's we'll think about that. All right. Um, Last but not least, as far as free agency pickups so far, safety, J-Ron curse one year, $2.75 million. This is the guy that's going to turn this team around and take us straight to the Super Bowl. That's what you were saying before we started, right? Sorry. This this you guy. So we, we were talking about Isaiah Simmons earlier. This guy literally was Isaiah Simmons at Clemson. Yeah. Um, there was a player sandwiched in between them, but that that was the exact same role. And if you recall, he was a huge playmaker at Clemson because they set that position up to make all the plays on the defense. Yep. He got to Minnesota, <laughs> and Vikings fans are like, "What the hell? Where, where's that guy?" <laughs> um, yeah, you know what? He is your he's your probably your fourth safety mm-hmm. in this defense right now. 
He's going to play some special teams. Uh, he will. He can, in theory, play the hybrid linebacker if they choose to do that sort of thing, where they roll with the the, the four. You need the someone four in for linebackers. Jamie to, to for Jamie Collins, the rotational piece. Get him yeah. some reps off the field. Maybe I, a, a I think he could he could be taking Jalen Reeves Maben role in that that when they go small and they they try to be light. Um, he can take that role. Uh, I don't know if he'll be as good at it, but that that's the sort of role you're looking at. If he's starting, there's problems. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If he beats out Will Harris, there is a problem. <laughs> and you know that, how I feel about Will Harris. I was going to say, that right there sums up your whole profile still, on him. Right? Still exactly my, least, my least favorite draft pick by Bob Quinn since Jimmy Landis, Will Harris. Wow. All right, um, we're going to move on. We've got a couple other areas to talk about. But first, I want to let everyone know, hey, we're all aware of the corona, this, the COVID-19, whatever you want to call it. We're running around. A lot of us working from home. The kids are home. This college is out. People are dying for sports. I know you're dying for sports. Um, think about that Amazon. Go to amazon.detroitlionspodcast.com. You can get all your entertainment needs. you got your your Amazon Prime. You can go get Prime. You get all those movies. Which is, they have a huge selection. Great stuff. They have the all or nothing uh, football series, which is absolutely awesome. Um, a lot of really, really good stuff going on in, in, in the world of Amazon. And let's face it, you really don't want to go out to the, to the store. You don't want to go see people. Oh my God. I didn't know to see people before. Anyway, now they're all carrying the, the goo. Ugh, <laughs> get away. Detroit, <laughs> Amazon.detroitlionspodcast.com and go on over there. You can get anything you need. Uh, that's available on shelves or not on shelves today, and I uh, have it shipped directly to you. Quick wipe down at the door after the the, the, the sick old delivery man is gone, and uh, you're good to go. And uh, they give us a little kickback when you use that link again. Please it do. Is stop hoarding flour. By the way, my daughter wants to make some bread. There's no flour in the store. <laughs> oh man, you know there's yeah. The, the, we could talk about that. I think I'm going to talk a little bit about that in Saturday. But folks, yeah, you're not going to miss out. The stuff is is on shelves. It's yes. I think it it, is. what we saw is people have been shopping now for a week and a half at the same level they shop for Christmas, which is a long, long period of shopping at that rate. And you're not going to do anything with those 13 heads of lettuce, right? And the people who are really suffering the most are the older folks who are the most vulnerable already to the the virus. But they can't fight for these things. They can't run around all over town to find, you know, no, no, toilet paper, things like that, right? And, no. and I'll just give you one last thing. Check on the old folks in your neighborhood. Just be a good person. Yeah. Give them a call. Don't go to their door and start coughing on them or talking, spitting on them or anything. <laughs> give them a call or stand on the yeah. steps after you ring the doorbell. Ask them if they need some help. It's 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 the right thing to do. And it's the best we all got to get through this together. Be yep. good to one another, yeah, please. Right. That is right. All right. With that, I don't know how we got off of. Amazon.destroyalliancepodcast.com. Um, yeah. But anyway, anything you need, go ahead and get it that way. Hey, that's a great way to help you, the old folks in your neighborhood, too, as well. I was lucky. I mean, no one's around my parents. My brother's off in, uh, on the East Coast, and I'm you know down here. Um, I had a, a good friend in Detroit that was able to get my folks a couple of, of, of needed items, and then I've taught them how to use like the pickup on Target app and, and that kind of stuff so they don't nice. interact with people. That's that's ideal for those folks. Like, yeah, you know, it really is. But not uh, I'm, I'm blessed that uh, my parents my parents live outside of Cleveland. My sister lives five minutes away from them. Um, she's taking good care. Thank good you, Laura. Good Appreciate stuff. it. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. <laughs> All right. Take care of the old folks. They, they need it. They took care of you when you were in diapers, so. Help, help them out. All right, we'll move on. We're going to talk about an acquisition via trade. Um, a guy named Duran Harmon. I think I've got I like that. that. I like that. Harmon. I like the flair. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, another safety. And wait, 
Who who did this guy play for? Uh, it wasn't the Bears. Wasn't the Browns. Uh, where, where where did he come from? Where, who, why do I know this guy? Uh, you get, you got to get the helmet that that is the meme now with the lion with the Patriot logo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's. <laughs> uh oh. Oh no, Riz. Riz is hurt. Oh, it's me. It's the internet. Oh, no. All oh. right. There we go. We're, we're coming back. I, I should be back. Yeah. Okay. I'm back. Whew. I'm back. I was scared. I, I got I got the <laughs> I got the dreaded internet unstable connection thing. I got that, too. I didn't know if it was me or you. This is this is also oh. Corona. Related. That, that might that might have been like nationwide, like a little hiccup. Yeah. Yeah. It could have been. We'll I mean, because I, I got gigabit here. Right. But I shouldn't have that. But it happened. <laughs> So, <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, no, but they're saying the internet, the infrastructure is pretty tough because so many people are working from home and, and the kids are home it, and Netflix and gaming and all that stuff. There's a lot of. Right now, there things. are approximately nine devices being used in my house and a family <laughs> of four. So, yeah. <laughs> and only one is making a vibrating noise. Okay, anyway, sorry. <laughs> in your mic. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Deron Harmon. Deron yeah, Harmon. Yeah. Um, will be your starting safety. He is ostensibly your replacement for another former expatriate, Tavon Wilson. He is more capable in coverage than Tavon was and probably gives up a little. Actually, he's really good in coverage. I um, mean, looking at his PFF scores, and I'm not going to profess that I watched every New England Patriots game last year. I probably saw boy, eight to 10 of them mm-hmm. in their entirety. Uh, so, but He's a quality player on the back end. And he's a player that I, I, from what I understand from the New England people, they wanted to keep him. This was a guy that, that Belichick trusted and wanted to keep for whatever that's worth. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but he's, is- he's, he's an upgrade in coverage safety. And what I like about it is it allows Tracy Walker to go back to being more of a center fielder exactly. playmaker, which is what he's really good at. And folks, Tracy Stellar. Walker can ball. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you, you've now put the right player in the right position to do the job, right? Yes. You, you're not fitting him to the way your scheme works. The scheme now fits the player. And yes. uh, he Ooh, is, like he is, well said. thank you. Uh, he's, he's going to have a good year this year. He's a good kid too. I really like Tracy Walker a lot. I think there's uh, a lot of good to be had there. A lot of really big moves on defense here across the board from, I mean, we're looking at trade. what that, that's, that's four new starters and a, you Essentially, I think Williams takes the role of of Sean as sort of the third defensive tackle or Deshaun Hand, however you want to put it. Mm-hmm. That's uh, it, it's different. It's going to look different. Yeah, yeah, oh for sure, for sure. <laughs> we haven't even gotten to the draft yet, and there's already four new starters. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's go to the other direction. Let's get rid of some players here. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if I said it. That was a, a late round pick swap with New England for the Duran Harmon. Um, it, it effectively, they moved back what like twenty spots in the seventh or something like that. It's, yeah, I don't know. I I, I didn't write that one up. Eric did that one. I, I, don't, I don't know the details on it, that. It was. I don't want to say it was almost free, but it was almost free. I mean, when you do that late in the in the draft and and we pick up his contract, so that's that's good to go. I'm 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 happy with that. All right, we're going to move on to folks that were signed or traded off or generally ended up elsewhere. This is the name that I think everybody is. Looking forward to talking about um, because it's big news, and we got a couple of things to say, a couple of opinions. It's unlike us, unlike us, a little bit. A guy, Darius, is that how you say it? <laughs> Sorry, Darius Slay. Uh, we traded him off to uh, the Eagles for a third and a fifth 
I think that equaled in value like a 53rd pick or something in the end. It was, it's, yeah. So it's 56, some, something like if that. you use, if you use the old Jimmy Johnson trade, excuse me, trade value chart, that's approximately what it's at. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Darius Slay, no longer Detroit Lion. Um, <sighs> I, you know, I love Darius Slay. I love Darius Slay, the guy. I love how he lives life. I would love to be as carefree and, and, and just have that much fun. In everything I do, uh, this guy is de- absolutely a uh, something to aspire to, and in, in just the the happiness of, of of living. Would you agree? I mean, yes, he he yeah. very much enjoys being Darius Slay, <laughs> and he lets everybody around him enjoy being Darius Slay too, and that that is a very good quality. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But with that comes a little bit of a difference. Um, and I've I've seen this said um, a little bit of a twelve year old. Right, I mean, very, very id driven. Yeah, id driven. Yeah, he's an id maniac versus an ego maniac. Yes, yeah, I like that to go go Freudian on us. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. Let <laughs> nice. Me, let me tell you about my mother. <laughs> let's 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 not. <laughs> oh no, I've that's, that's a blade mother reference, so, my yeah. friend. I know, I know it is. I know it is. <laughs> that was a great scene. Anyway, um, oh, so yeah. yeah, he's he's but. I think, you know, beforehand you talked about it when I, I said I said that to you as we were just getting everything set up to go live. I said he's kind of like a 12-year-old. And uh, you said, but he's a different kind of 12-year-old than. Yeah. Yeah. So I cover Odell Beckham Jr., who is also often and rightly accused of being a, a pre-adolescent male. Uh, but it's it's very different because Odell is... Odell's a, a needy personality. He's somebody who needs to have the attention all focused on him. And he also, nar- narcissistic is too negative a word because it's not malignant narcissism, mm-hmm. rush reference. Um, <laughs> he is, uh, he just, it's all about him all the time. And he doesn't understand that there's others who might be impacted by what he's doing. That's not Darius at all. Darius is a thoughtful guy. He's a gregarious guy. He's a guy that he wants everybody to be in on the party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that that's a very different personality than what Odell Beckham is. Now, Odell Beckham's a fantastic football player. And I think he's, I, I've said this on Giants-related podcasts and Browns-related podcasts a lot. I don't think he's you a bad did. guy. He, I, I did. He's not a bad dude at all. He just, he's he's not somebody who thinks more than, what's in front of his face at the moment. And that's not Darius. And, and I, yeah. I've always appreciated about Darius Slay. I've had, I've had some conversations with Darius. I've interviewed him professionally twice. I've talked to him several times at practices. I've, I've had some interactions with him and, and some history with him. And I've always found him to be somebody who's, who's thoughtful um, beyond. He is, he's, he's very id driven, but he's also somebody who's like, he wants everybody to be part of that. Yeah. Um, he, and and he, if you were in your fraternity, he'd be your social chairman. Ooh, very good. Very good. Um, I think of him as, as thoughtful beyond what you see uh, externally on the social media and, and elsewhere. He's there's a lot going on in there that doesn't maybe make it to the to the fore that people see about who he right. is. I mean, you, you, you cannot be unthoughtful and play cornerback at that level in the NFL, you got to be a pretty bright fella. You know what I mean? You, you do. Have to be an, yeah, you do. analytic and, you know, be able to look at your opponent and understand them and, and their weaknesses and their tendencies and all and that. And I, I love his, I loved his confidence that he played with. And I love, I love like, remember the past, it was, it was in Minnesota 
where he had the ball and it went through his hands. And, and I think it was Stefan Diggs that caught it. And his reaction, yep. he, he was laughing because like, how did that? I love that, man. That That's a short memory. He's like, I'm, I'm, that's going to fuel him. There are some corners that would be like, oh, my God, I missed that. And then the next play, they're still dwelling on it. That yep. was not Darius Slay. So Philadelphia is getting a hell of a football player or what has been a hell of a football player. And that and that, that that's where the conversation tilts. Right, right. Why is he not in Detroit anymore? Because he's 29 years old. He's coming off of his worst season since his rookie year. And he wanted to be the highest paid player in the league at his position. And he made no secret about that. And he's going to be 30 in the season next year. Right. And to take the a 30-year-old and pay him, who was dinged this year, right? Had a down year, was dinged up a little. And pay not, him not, all, not all of it was his fault. We're, we got we to gotta make that very clear. He, right. he suffered because the pass rush suffered. He, he suffered because the defense as a whole was not well. Right, right. But, but he also did not play well. But that defense times. relied on cornerback play more than rush. That yes. was the plan. And um, so the, the, he, he was given the burden, right? He was given the, the, the core of the defense on his shoulders to carry. And, you know, it, it's just a thing. Um, I would not pay a 30-year-old player during the season more money than every other cornerback, even if it is Darius. No. Now, the other side of it is I hope he does well. I hope he does well, has a couple good years, really nails the money, the whole thing. Like I said, I really like the guy. Um, I think on the way out, a little bit of a jerky move, you know, the the social media thing, a little bit of a – That's him, though. That's exactly it. It's exactly what we described, and it's it's like it, as fans – I don't. I really don't want to see an Ebron situation, right? Of of following no, him and laughing no. when he does things bad or whatever because of this last thing. You know what? He's going to do what he does at Philly. If you're a fan, watch him, and if he does well, cheer him, right? Because he's a good guy, and you can you can easily have fun with him. But but the he whole gave, once they're gone, they're they're dead to you kind of thing. That's that that's not that's not for Slay. Not, I mean, I, I'm no. down with it for Ebron to be frank. I mean, I don't pay attention to him other than when something stupid happens. But um, he's that, still out there. Yeah, he could come back. Yeah, we might sign him. Um, <laughs> sure. But uh, the whole thing about Slay, I think it's um, in the end just a, a mutual parting of ways. It and is. And, and guard, uh, weird. you know, right. the Lions made it very clear that they were not going to pay him. And he played through it last year. And I think the, the rightful conclusion came to it. Uh, I, I thought there was some opportunity that maybe – if he would be okay with it, that he could play out this year um, and, and be motivated to earn the big coin on the open market after this season, that, that sort of got dashed. Um, when I talked to people at the combine, like that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I will say, this, I, I, I told you this before down in Indianapolis, uh, I asked every single beat writer that was down there for the lions. If they thought Darius Slay would be on the team and that every single one of them said no. Yep. So this was this was not unexpected. It's 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 stark. The return is not what you would think it would be. It is not what they could have gotten at the trade deadline last year. I can tell you that. That's I can tell you they could they could they could have had a first round pick for him had they traded him in the middle of last year. And, and the, you, I, I don't disagree at all. Right. I think absolutely we could have gotten a lot more for him. That's when he was at his at his largest point of value. I think the downside, there's there's two pieces to, to you know, no one's talking about when they say that, though, and to consider. Number one, you drop him at the trade deadline last year. I mean, fans by the end of the season literally would have burned down Ford Field. It was already bad enough. They start blaming ownership and the front office 
for Slay not being there. And that's why we lost all those games. Cause that's exactly what they point at. We lost those because he was the, the defense was on his shoulders. We needed him, right? That would have been, it would have right. been ugly. It also would have changed the entire off season and the makeup of how we did free agency and everything else. I'm not saying it would have been better. I see, I see right now we're ranked like seventh overall in improvement. And uh, so far in this off season, that's a, that's a pretty good number. I think that has ticked back since Slay was, was involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, I, I can understand that. Yeah, but um, look at I, I think, by the way, if you want to get look at what the Patriots like their their net loss, it's like like everybody else is like there's like a little bit of a graph, and then they're like way the hell out there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Tom Brady will do that. Yeah, and yeah. and Deron, and Deron Harmon and Danny Shelton and Jamie Collins. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Like a gas pump going. Um, <laughs> they lost. A, they lost a lot, man. Yeah. I, I hadn't really contextualized that until I just said it right now. Yep, yep. Um, so I think I think you know it changes the whole dynamic of what this team and where it's at right now, uh, where fan base is, and and who we can get, and then what our draft strategy is, and how much of a. I mean, if you get rid of Darius Slay it, at that point last year, you know the team is desperate to sign anyone, and at that point, people start hanging on and going all in, and that that, that kind of escalation of commitment yeah. sort of situation. Yeah. I think I got a great story from uh, from work. We had this this thing about escalation of commitment, and this is this is I work at a very large company, uh, top hundred fifty size, Fortune one fifty, right? Um, mm-hmm. They had an exercise of a bunch of vice presidents, really really smart people, right? I'm telling you, I've I've seen some smart people in my life, and then we do really good at hiring smart people. Um, they're in a room and they said, you bid on this $20 bill. We're going to have an auction, right? So whatever you bid on this $20 bill, you can have it for. So if you bid five bucks, you got a $20 bill for five bucks. The catch is if somebody bids $6 for it and they get it, then you have to pay your five bucks. So whoever was a last bid also has to pay, but they don't get the 20. Okay. So they started bidding for it. They got up to $19. Someone said 20 bucks. Boom. Broke even. Right. Well, the guy who bid $19 was now out 19, 19 bucks. bucks. I'm, I'm going to bid 21. Right, because now I'm out only a dollar. I get the twenty back. Well, now the guy's out twenty. Mm-hmm. So they kept bidding, and they got up to like a hundred and eight dollars for this twenty dollar bill. This escalation of a of commitment, yeah, because they were so in on it, and now they didn't want to lose, right? And they stopped, and everyone kind of was like just stunned in the room that this could happen, right? And we we, we had a good conversation mm-hmm. about it. This is the kind of thing that happens, though, if you pick a guy to fill a hole to save your butt. Like if you if Slay's gone, and we find like a second tier, third tier cornerback, and he flashes a little bit, all of a sudden, I'm I'm gonna pay, I'm gonna bid twenty one bucks for that twenty dollar bill. Right? Right. All of a sudden you're at a hundred dollars before you know it. That escalation of commitment happens. People go all in. I like that. I see Quinn dropping out on guys when he thinks it's time to go. He doesn't seem to have that escalation gene in his body, but it's that kind of psychological situation affects a lot of GMs and a lot of coaches. And uh, (laughs) that puts you in a really, really bad spot. Shall we play a game, Doctor Falcon? <laughs> <laughs> really cool stuff. I was, I was, I was impressed. That, right. That's that, that's very interesting. I I kind of want to do that at like our next HOA meeting. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh, the HOAs are always fun. They're the oh, they're the most dude. militant, over oh, my like God. overblown oh. sense of power group in the world. It's great. I mean, to mess with to, HOAs. My my uh, my housing community. We once had to cancel our football our fantasy football league because of a race riot, and everybody's white. I <laughs> guess. <laughs> We've got an interesting neighborhood here. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> wow. Uh, 
Wow. Okay, we'll we'll dive into that and, you know, yeah. a little deeper in the offseason. There, there, there's some interesting psychology going on here in West Michigan. The, yeah. The, um, the, the, the 2019 race riots of Holland. This is this is yeah. something I got to hear about. All right. Um, <laughs> next guy so, on. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Let's no, go um, just just to put the bow on Slay, he did get his money. The, he knew the Lions were never going to get it for him. He mouthed off about it last night, uh, Wednesday night. If you're watching this in the future. Um, that he wanted to, you know, speed it up. That that was definitely the the gasoline on the fire, and it worked. Good for him. I'm glad he got paid. Yeah. It's three years. It's sixteen point seven five million dollars a year. Is he going to be worth that when he's thirty one years old? I have my doubts. Um, one of the th- one of the things that, guaranteed, right? Yes. Yeah, that's some yeah. ducats, my friend. That yeah, that's is. that's a lot. That's a lot of money. Now the Eagles. They're in a different state of affairs than the Lions are, though. This is a this is a legitimate playoff contender that has a limited window while Carson Wentz is still on the contract that he's on, mm-hmm. and while they've got their coaching staff that's still intact. Yeah. So yeah. I get I get why they're aggressive about it. They are where the Rams were a couple of years ago. If you look at the Rams now, they might be the worst team in the NFC, <laughs> and we're yeah. going to talk a little bit about why. With somebody else that left. <laughs> That's right. Yep. There's a precipitous fall happening. You're watching uh, currently. And um, I'll say with that, that fall from grace, this, there's one thing I've always been, like my second team's always been the Patriots. I've, 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 you guys know I'm a Michigan person. I like Tom Brady. I love his story. It's a great story. I know a lot of people hate him, but God, he's been a guy. I've, I've, I've said it a couple of times. He's, he's like every teenage boy's dream life, right? To, to go to be and do what he's done. Just amazing. Um, so you got to give him credit at least for that much. Um, but the New England fans have been a little tough to take, <laughs> um, you know, to have been that kind of dynastic team and be, have that kind of amazing, you know, thing going on there. They've just been the most, and they're from they're Boston people anyway, right? Which has got its own gestalt, its own. So you, you and I are old enough to remember when the Celtics were that team in yeah, basketball yeah, yeah, in the Larry Bird, Kevin McHale era. I still hate no professional athlete more than I've ever hated Kevin McHale. Yeah. Still. The, the end of the Larry Bird era was, I think, the best in NBA basketball when it was and the it, Pistons, the Lakers, the Bulls. And the, can and I give you a quick thing? Things. It died in Cleveland in the playoffs in 1991. And I was there yep. at the last game that Larry Bird ever played. Nice. Um, I was, and I, I loved watching Mark Price torch him for 40. <laughs> That's awesome. That's absolutely awesome. So yeah, the whole, one of my favorite sports moments in life. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we got a little bit off the rails. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> let me, let me kind of, I'll go back to a, a question from the chat. There's uh, from Uncle Dave Whiskey. Was there a specific beef between Slay or Patricia and Slay? It's no. like general animosity. I'll tell you what I think no. it is. I think it's a just a locker room kind of fit for the, the 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 personality they wanted. And I think our conversation with Wayne Fonts a couple of weeks ago was it was just so mm-hmm. illuminating in this area. Sometimes it doesn't matter how good they are if they don't fit, they're going to cost the team. They're going to cost the team wins, and they and they and they've got to go. And he, he, who, who was it? Who was the player that was so good that he said, I, he was just like, fine. He's just got to go. And then we got rid of him. I forget off the top of my head. It was just stunning to talk. To I don't him. even know if he, if he named it. He did. Now that there I think there was, was maybe, did he? maybe not, maybe not. I, I, I think he, uh, yeah. I, don't, I think he, I think he, I think he kept, uh, kept his lips locked there. But <laughs> as far as Ant, they, they have different, ph- Patricia and Slay have different philosophies and different approaches. Mm-hmm. They do have a very healthy respect for one another. I, I, I know that is true. I know that Darius would have preferred to stay in Detroit. 
all things being equal, but all things were not equal because he wanted to get paid first and foremost. And I don't blame him. I will. We're we're going to talk about a Sean Robinson getting paid an egregious amount of money in a little bit. And I'm happy for him because I like to see players get paid while they still can. And because then, that that's and and I don't I don't fault Darius for doing it. No, no. It sucks. It sucks from a fan point of view. It sucks from somebody I like him personally. I like him as a fan, and our team is not as good without him. Mm-hmm. But here's, at the same time, go go get it, man. Here's the thing about about Slay that I think is undersold, and exactly that he wanted the money. He didn't like some of the things going on, whatever. But what he did have, and the maturity that he showed. I mean, we talked a little bit about how he's very id driven. Is in the fact that he respected, even though it was a completely different philosophy, he respected Coach Patricia. He, rec- he did. respected the yes, way he, and did. he said, I'm going to try to execute the best I can with the way I'm supposed to here. And that is an absolute maturity that I don't think it, he gets credit for. Um, so the, leaving the way he did with a little bit of, you know, the the the, the, the stuff on Twitter, the, the, again, I don't hold it against him. He, he, he was number one and everybody knew he was mercenary. Everyone knew he was there for the money first and foremost. And, and he went and he got it. Good for him. Good for getting yes. paid. Uh, and, and, and we'll see how it works out. I would, you know, even if it doesn't work out, I, I'll tell you, frankly, for, I would absolutely endure getting batteries thrown at me in Philadelphia for 30 million freaking dollars. So forget it. It's, it's all I would, good. I would too. And I, I will still root for him as I still root for Quandre Diggs. Yeah. Yep. 100%. All right. Let's step on to Graham Glasgow. Have you heard of him before? <laughs> Um, He's got of, a bitchin' mustache. <laughs> you, you've got you've got a big fan on the Lions wire, <laughs> Graham, who's not so happy that he's gone. Oh uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. S- Scott Warheit, dude. <laughs> sorry, man. We feel your pain, Scott. Yep, yep. Uh, Graham Glasgow going to the Broncos, four years, forty-four million dollars. My man's getting some cash, huh? He's doing all right. That's a, this is another case where the Lions were set to pay X amount for the position. And we, while we don't know what that is, we have a pretty good idea of what it was in Glasgow's case. It's a lot. It's, it's like X plus eight here. Right. Right. <laughs> two, two X squared. Um, two X squared. <laughs> something like that. I don't know. My son's doing math in the, in the background here. So <laughs> yeah, when I need to do math, I ask my son to help me out. <laughs> oh, oh, hell yeah. Dude, my, my son's really, really good at math. And I, I was not. So yeah. Um, he helps Denver. Yes, he does. They needed him. Yep. Um, they they were starting Orlando Franklin, who's terrible, um, and we don't want him if he gets cut. By the way, no. uh, he's um, Graham Glasgow is a occasionally great, often what what we said about about Trufant. He's a guy who's who's going to be like if you notice him, it's generally because he probably did something poor, but it's not going to be all that frequent, mm-hmm. but most of the time you're going to be like, Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, solid, slightly above average player, perfectly replaceable for them. And for the money that he got, my God, dude, go get, go get your money for that. There's no way the lions were going anywhere close to that. And with the money you saved with slay, that gives and, you a lot of opportunity and there. <laughs> nor should they, if you're paying your right guard, $11 million a year, that that's, Unless it's Quentin Nelson or Brandon Brooks, uh, no, 
<laughs> just no oh, man. and and I'm gonna, I'm gonna slide on we've talked about graham a lot in the podcast lead, leading up to now and it's it's been an ongoing thing we everyone's pretty much known that he was gone wish him the very very yes. best he's a great guy right he's done a lot he's he's performed it, it, in, in in tough situations a number of times and he's managed to perform at, at exactly the level you said sometimes great generally pretty good um for a number of years w- with ron prince as as his coach <laughs> and Ooh. some of the other stuff Shutter. that's gone on here so uh, again another guy who's who's worked hard under adverse conditions i wish him the very very best I, yes I, I hope he has a no no, a no ill will for him for getting his dollars none and the next guy is really really happy about that move just jeff driscoll also to the broncos <laughs> see i i had not seen that you told me that but just before we, we did this so i'm like I, I hadn't i hadn't noticed that yeah. that's do you, do you have contract details on that? I do not have contract. Okay. All I know is in the with the Broncos now. I'm, That's interesting because they they have a young quarterback in in Drew Locke that they seem to like quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also have Joe Flacco. Mm-hmm. It, does this mean the end of Joe Flacco? Probably. I would take Joe Flacco over Chase Daniel. Interesting. Just saying. Yeah. yeah Just yeah, saying. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But I thought she's too. Joe, Joe Flacco pair. has Joe Flacco has as much interest in mentoring anybody as I do getting another hole in my penis. That's <laughs> so he's all about it. Okay. Oh yeah. Good to know. All yeah. right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, Flacco was released. Flacco was released. We was he? Okay. Too soon. Uh, <laughs> we did. Dang it. <laughs> and for too much. All right. Go so get him, Bob. We're going to kind of get through JD McKissick off to Washington. I don't have details on his contract either. He was. Um, he was in. He's exclusive rights refri- <laughs> E-R-F-A, exclusive rights free agent that we chose not to tender, which means that he's free to go wherever he wants to. Um, basically, it's cutting him, um, except they, 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 they could have given it where they could have signed him or tendered him, and they would have gotten something back in return if had he you know, wanted to go somewhere else. They could have worked out a trade or, or whatever. He's gone. It's okay. Gonzo. All He's right. gone. And then I'm okay with that. The, the one you alluded to, um, Sean Robinson, two years for $17 million. They're paying him more per year than the Lions are paying a better player in Danny Shelton for two years. Yeah. yeah. That's the only way you can look at that. I really loved Ashawn. I loved uh, uh, the old uh, the old guy joke was always fun, but I really liked him when we got him. I was so excited, and he just never lived up to what I thought he was going to be. I don't know if it's Ashawn. I, I don't know if it's the the Lions. Uh, I guess we'll see when he when he gets over to the stellar Rams defense. I I I, I like. I mean, he's going to play next to Aaron Donald. That won't hurt. Right. Right. <laughs> so he they basically swapped him in and swapped Michael Brockers out. Um, Brockers went to Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, Baltimore looking really really good. Yeah, yeah they are. They're, they're ready to make their their dynamic. Yeah. Run here. So with Ashawn, um, um, uh, the Rams wire editor Cam um, asked me last night, where does he fit on the defensive line? Is he a three or is he a five or is he a nose? And I'm like, the Lions would still like to know that answer too. four <laughs> years later. They never really found where he's good. Yeah. He's, he's a, not a bad player. Not, not bad at all, but what is he really good at? What does he give you? That's, that, that's above average starting defensive tackle money. Yeah. And he is not an above average player. I don't, I don't get that at all. The Rams, they're going to have to cut Todd Gurley. Um, by the way, Jared Goff, if they get rid of him this year, $94 million cap hit. 
<laughs> because of the escalators. They they went all in with with Jared Goff, and it ain't working. And they're they're losing a lot of people. They're gonna they're gonna trade Brandon Cooks. They they have lost a lot. They they had to sign Andrew Whitworth, who's like Andrew Whitworth is a phenomenal player, one of my favorite players. He's really old and has fallen off, and they're still paying him premium dollars. They they are in such disarray. That team is going down quickly. <laughs> they should really be sending some preparation H over to that front office on that camp. Oh, man. man. Oof, oof, oof. I mean, they're, they're obviously not going to do anything with them, but that's, I mean, you think about Matthew Stafford costing $32 million. It's triple that yeah, for, yeah. for Jared Goff. Wow. Feel, right. feel better about that because they're, uh, and if you look at their division, I, can, we, can we talk about DeAndre Hopkins for just a minute? Oh, for sure. Sure, sure, sure. So that trade is why people were afraid of Matt Patricia and other people coming off of the, the Bill Belichick tree because of that arrogance that they know better. And it cost the Houston Texans what I think is the best wide receiver in the game. Yeah. And they got back for him paying David Johnson, who shouldn't even be in the league anymore, paying him $10 million. They didn't get any salary relief on that at all. They got a second-round draft pick out of it. And as you, as you know, I am a, a, a – the Texans are my AFC team. I cover the Browns. I, I, I like to see the Browns do well, but I don't have an emotional investment. I do have a bit of an emotional investment in the Texans. That has been very difficult to manage this week because they are a train wreck. My, my and, and the reasons that son. the reasons that were given, yeah, my son has a DeAndre Hopkins jersey. Um, it's now a collector's item because it's not active anymore. <laughs> um, the, the reasons that were given, and they're they're twofold, and I, I don't mean to bore Lions fans with this, but it is important uh, because this this tells you what can happen when egos get out of control. And Bill O'Brien's ego got out of control, comparing him to Aaron Hernandez because he's got three different baby mamas running around. The other side of it is is it's DeAndre Hopkins was sort of in the situation where Darius Slay was two years ago where he had just gotten paid but saw other people get paid more and like, oh, I want more. I'm, I'm better than these guys. Why didn't I sign that long-term deal? I want more money now. Hopkins wants $20 million a year to play wide receiver. Um, he might actually catch Calvin Johnson's contract at some point. First Still unmatched, time. by the way. Still yeah. unmatched as the worst contract in or the biggest contract, it's not the worst. It it's was the, the worst con- because it's been this long. So this been, there's the one that passed <laughs> They overshot the market by $50 million. Tom Lawan, fuck you. Tom Lawan, <laughs> premature. Who would have guessed Oh, that, my God. That white belt. That guy was there. such a buffoon. <laughs> yeah, the white belt with the, the khaki slacks and brown <laughs> shoes. What a tool. Hated that guy. I really hated that guy. He was He was so responsible for what was wrong. For a long time, yeah. he really was. He had to go. Thank you, Rodwood, for being better than him. Can I can I just do one one throwback thing? From yeah. there is still one player left from the May uh, the Millen era on the Detroit Lions, Matthew Stafford. So he did no. One there's one more. Mule. Don Mulebach. Mulebach. Did back for another did. year. Yeah, yeah. Back yep, for yep. more. That's right. Especially Death taxes and Don freaking Mulebach. <laughs> <laughs> so hey, look, he did. He did. He did have a lasting good impression in one way with the Detroit Lions. Two ways. All right. So uh, Logan Thomas <sighs> also gone to Washington to block for JD McKissick. We'll see how that goes. That's, that's <laughs> an interesting place over there. Um, he can start there. 
Yeah. Honestly, he he could be their starting tight end. I don't think it's going to work out that way. I think they're going to address it somewhere else. But yep, yep. Okay. Uh, before we get onto the he, next, he can play. He can play. Just he he was better than Jesse James from the very first day of practice last year, and everybody saw it. Yeah. And they kept playing Jesse James. Mm-hmm. That that if if you want to get that's one of the frustrations where I knew that this team was in trouble last year, and where I went, where I when I predicted five and eleven, that was one of the things that I pointed to mentally. Is like. They're covering for themselves because they made a mistake and they can't acknowledge it. Yeah, yeah. And it was it was obvious to everybody in Allen Park. Even when when who who's the team that came in last year in the joint practices? Oh, that was, the Patriots. And yes. and there's another one they did too. They did. They did. They. Uh, I'm I'm trying to remember who it was because somebody in the in their in the media, uh, maybe it was after a preseason game where they like watched them and they're like. He can't play. <laughs> and like, it's obvious to them just from watching like a preseason game. Jesse James had no business playing above Logan Thomas or Isaac Nauta. Right. And, uh, and they stubbornly stuck to it. Yeah. We'll see how he, how he works this year. I, there's a lot of, yeah. that needs to happen. a lot of pressure on Jesse James to do better than being the worst player on the field. Cause yeah. there's some candidates for worst player on the field. And if you're, <laughs> if you're it in Detroit right now, that's, that's saying something. Yeah. All right, so there's a whole bunch of new guys, new, new jerseys to think about. You want to pick up your uh, your new Lions jerseys for Halapulavati Vitae? Wow. Good. I held my breath for that time. I, I wasn't He's probably going to wear 72. That's what he wore. Yeah. That's it. So that's one, of, that's one of the big guessing games I know. I know people on Reddit get into this and, and the, some of the subreddits anyways about guessing what jersey number people will wear. Yeah, yeah. Fun stuff. Jamie Collins, there's another jersey a lot of people might want. You head on over to fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com that'll take you straight to the best merchandising site for pro and college gear of any sport on the internet you go on over there they give us a little kickback when you for whatever you buy up front honest great way to support the show by something doing something you were going to do anyway again fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com help us out help us uh, with the show and uh, keep things rolling forward. All right. Last uh, section we want to cover here is those who've been released. Damon Harrison. I think that's that's no news for anybody. Um, yeah. We've got Rick Wagner released, and he is now with the Packers. Two years, $11 million. I I thought he'd get more than that, honestly. I think um, he did, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they have... As you know, I've been a fairly staunch proponent of Rick Wagner. I've, I've begged people not to have too high of expectations for him. Um, he did not play as well as he needed to in 2019. I actually think he's a good candidate for a bounce back year because he's going to be healthy. And I thought that was going to be true in Detroit. I, I hope it's not true in Green Bay. But I'll say this. They swapped in. Rick Wagner and swapped out Brian Bulaga. And if both are healthy, Brian Bulaga is a hell of a lot better than Rick Wagner. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't disagree. Can I give you a, a scary scenario? I heard people talk about the, the, the Patriots uh, tanking for, uh, for tanking for Trevor. Yeah. What if, again, this is not in the realm of whatever, but what if you see Aaron Rodgers get injured in the preseason and the Packers do the tank for Trevor and they wind up with a third quarterback role. You know, and, and some of the – so one oh, of the other – we'll, I, I we'll might do, quit we'll, the we'll, NFL. I, I just might. <laughs> we'll do a very quick impromptu around the division here. They also signed Christian Kirksey, who might have torn his other pack while he's signing his contract once he passes his physical. If he passes his physical, he's going to be their starting middle linebacker. 
that's that's very good news for Lions fans. <laughs> I love Kirko. He's a great dude. Yep. He can't play anymore. <laughs> he, if you think Jared Davis is bad in coverage, if you think that you know he's stiff and and slow to respond to things, wait till you see Christian Kirksey. <laughs> <laughs> Now, now t- to be fair, they did get rid of B.J. Goodson, and he's terrible, and he's now in Cleveland replacing Kirksey. Um, you know, circle yeah. of life, how that works. You know um, who I think yeah, that, anytime you mention Kirksey? Who's that? Remember Kirkus? David Kirkus? Oh, David Kirkus, Grand Valley State's own. <laughs> yeah. Right yeah, up yeah. the road, baby. I don't know why, but he always pops into my mind. A little old school Division he, three, Division Kurt two. D2, Kurt Ains D2. throwing to David Kirkus, man. My yeah. God. They, they, they lit it up for Brian Kelly. Yeah. yeah Back with the old Lakers. <laughs> I live 10 minutes from there. I got to know my GPSU stuff. <laughs> so, you know, before the, the Slay thing, they had us improve the seventh. I think I saw Carter talk about the war with Slay last year. Uh, it actually didn't affect us too badly losing him based on last year's performance. Um, where are you yeah. at? Where have we moved up or down overall with uh, letting these guys go and uh, picking up who we're picking? My personal take, I'll, st- I'll start because be, I know it's going to be different than year. Yeah. I think we set ourselves up well for the draft. I think we've put ourselves in a pretty. That's an optimistic spin. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's think you're talking about a team that hit a whole lot of holes already. Yes. Right. And in the draft, I mean, I, I was like. Before free agency happened, you know, a month ago, I'm looking at it and I said, if we could draft every player in the mock drafts in the top 10, we might fill those holes. <laughs> so it was, it was, a, it was a pretty bad shape kind of situation. The the players we got, the places we filled, I think we've set ourselves up decently for this draft to be able to fill the holes to at least an NFL caliber talent or better. Uh, and then it's, it's, it's all scheming around that. Go ahead and tear that apart if you want. I don't think that's wrong. I think I think the draft has become clearer. Um, I think you're right. They're going to take an Ohio State player with their first pick. But I'm I'm hopeful that it's Chase Young. I'd be perfectly fine with Jeff Okuda yep. uh, either way. Um, depending on what happens at two, and I don't think anybody really knows what's happening at two because the quarterback carousel has been weird, and nobody can work out Tua. That complicates things for if anybody wants to try to get up to him because they can't see him or investigate him. Right, and that that is a problem. So I don't know what's I don't know what's gonna happen with that, but I, I feel pretty confident that it'll be one of the Ohio State players. And it's you, your you, one of them will be available at third at three. For sure. Oh, absolutely, for absolutely, sure. yep. they will be. Yeah, jo, Joe Burrow's already in Cincinnati. No, mm-hmm. no question about it. Um, it's the second round. It's the third round picks. Where's this draft deep? Wide receiver, offensive tackle. Those are needs. They're not primary needs, but they're secondary needs. Um, and they are long-term needs as you play things out. I think that they're going to get some some good players there. Defensive tackle will be a need. They're 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 filling it. I, I like the new guys, but they need one more um, because I don't think you can rely on Deshaun Hand with his injuries the way he's been. And I like Kev, I like Kevin Strong. I think Kevin Strong fits a lot better in the defense that they ran last year than the defense that I think they're going to run next year. I think the extra pick in the third really helps exactly in these areas you're talking about. It does. About. It does. And there's um there's there there's also some cornerbacks in that range that that I think can be effective. And in the second um, round too. I think we're we're well yeah. set. I mean Chase Young, I was I look, I love Jeffrey Okuda because me, I think you, a guy you like give that me, is, you give me Chase Young and Jeff Gladney. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um that's that's a a pretty good 
pretty good roll of dice right yeah, there. And you can get a guy like Josh Uche or Bradley and I in the third with one of those picks. Mm-hmm. Good and, players. They help right away. And that's the thing. Chase, the, the, the kind of the, the way this defense runs and, and, and the way the setup is, you get Jeffrey Okuda, you know, that makes up for getting a later talent or on, on the edge, right? Right. You get Chase Young, that makes it easier to get a later talent at the cornerback. So the, right. that setup plays off of each other wherever you go in the first round. That's one of the things that I think was a pretty smart move on on Quinn's part in, in setting things up for the draft here. He gives himself the options where one of those guys is going to be absolutely, we're dependent on him to do well, but you're getting right. number three and you've done your, your, your work at that point. Yeah. So I think, I think yeah. you know, because you don't know if you're, you know, if you're getting Chase or you're getting Okuda. You don't know which one. If Chase is there, you take Chase. Right. That's, yes. that's the way it is. Yes. But you yes. don't know if he will be there. And if he's right. not and Okuda's your guy, you got to take Okuda. And either one of those guys, I think we're set up well for the draft in that way. You're right about the offensive line. The extra third round pick helps, I think, in there, especially in defensive tackle as well. And then you look at your wide receiver piece. You're going to need somebody. Yeah. There. So uh, I know people will say running back. You're going to get really good running backs in the fifth and sixth round this yeah. year. I look at the running back market on the free agent market. Nobody wants any of these guys. Yeah. There's no demand at all. You're going to see that in the draft, too. There is no point in taking Jonathan Taylor in the second round. You just You're going to get a guy. No, There's no point in it at all. You don't None. wrap the money up in that anymore. You do not do no. that. No. Um, there's a lot of talk about Simmons. Guys, we talked about a little bit earlier. The signing of a Jamie Collins really puts a line through Simmons' name as far as yeah. draft capital or a draft pick for the Lions. Just It, it really does. And, and also with, with, with bringing in um, Harmon at safety. Because the, the two of them together do everything that Simmons would offer you. And yep. they've, they've made commitments to both these guys. So I, 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 don't see, I don't see Isaiah Simmons being in the cards at all anymore. Yep. And then the last to, one. To, Go ahead, sir. To answer your question about, you know, I don't think this team now, as it sits now before the draft, before we know who they get, I don't think they're as good as the team that finished last year at 312-1. and one. I think their defense will be better. I don't think the offense is as good. Um, but, again, you're going to get some help in the draft. They're not done in free agency yet. I still don't see their path to winning football games. I think they, they it's a very narrow margin of error for what they're trying to do. They got better in the middle of the field defense, and that's important. And I, I think in, in some cases they got a lot better there, and that will help. They're not as good on the outside anymore, though. And teams teams find ways to attack where your weaknesses. Yeah, um, yeah. You're going to have to have players that haven't stepped to that level before step up to that level if you're going to win football games. They're they're probably treading water. Um, I would say. Um, and this, I, I don't know what the, the I I know that I know the exact chart you're referring to the war or how much you win or lost. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to guess that right now they're probably fairly neutral on that. That's not where you want to be if you're three twelve and one. You want to be one of the teams that has greatly improved, yep. and they are not. They they have dug holes to fill them with other players that are slightly better, mm-hmm. and that's not how you improve your team from being a last place team. It's not. Sorry to be the damper there, but the, well, that's what right, I was going to say. If if the season started with what they got now, this is a last place football team. Yeah. No question, they're a last place football team, yeah. and. It, as much as it stings, it, it's one of those things that we go back to last year. Your your prediction uh, for the team, and I'll give you your give you your due. Riz was right. Um, everybody, who did it? 
everybody poo pooed uh, your prediction last year in the Lions, and and then there was a lot of crow to be eaten. So um, there's a lot of work to do. I don't think it's an impossible hill to climb for this team. I think this draft could be huge for the Detroit Lions and absolutely change uh, that narrative for you. But we'll have to see how uh, Mr. Quinn does this. And, right. and, uh, and there, there's a lot of health component that too. If Matthew Stafford comes back and is healthy and, and is great, awesome. Marvin Jones, if he's healthy after his second season-ending knee injury, that helps a lot. That, that helps my attitude quite a bit. Yeah. If Jayshon Hand is back and healthy, if a lot of those guys are back and healthy. But I, I am worried that they've lost a lot of veteran leadership and a lot of personality. And teams without personality generally don't win a lot unless you're New England. And as much as they're trying to be New England and as much as those memes are fun, Detroit ain't New England. Not yet. No. <laughs> All right. I think with that, Riz, we went way longer than we were going to. We but did. I think we did some That's pretty okay. good coverage here. Yeah, it was good. good there, there wasn't a lot of fluff in this one. No, no, not a lot of fluffing. Um, okay, I, I want to I want to ask hit the last thing and then we'll we'll roll out of here. Chris okay. in the uh, in the chat, are we switching defense to four uh, three? That's we talked about that a little bit earlier. That really feels like where this thing is going, doesn't it? Yeah, and that's something that we've discussed on the Lions Wire chat. Um, that 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 definitely seems like where they're headed. It might not be a full time four three, but, but especially if they get Chase Young. He's so much better with a hand in the dirt. Um, that's one of the reasons why Devon Kennard is not back because he he doesn't play that well. He played the, the jack role. Obviously, his pass rushing was was <laughs> completely substandard, even though he led the team in sacks. Um, they Danny Shelton is a is a four three one technique. He is not a zero technique. That's not what he does. He's he's better playing in a four man front. I think Nick Williams is better in a four man front. Deshaun Hand fits better in a four-man front. You play to the strengths that you have. Your linebackers, Jamie Collins, really good as a 4-3 Sam. That's his best role. Yeah, yeah. You, you tailor to what you've got. If, you, if you're going to play, I think that that third safety role with Deron Harmon being here now, with, with Will Harris hopefully showing that he's an NFL player, you're going to see a lot of the – you might see some 4-2-5. You might see some – you might see some two-man front with, with a lot of mixing – it, it's not going to be – I think you're going to see a lot less of a three-man front with with the, the hang jack on yeah. either side. Yep. All right, everyone. We're going to do that. That's going to call it call it a show for this week. It's your first 24 hours of Lions free agency. Hopefully, we helped you through. And uh, we got a lot a lot of other stuff coming. We're going to do another show on Saturday. Riz may or may not make it. Um, he's got Hope to. He's he's got a lot of nothing going on, but when <laughs> things happen, they're important things. So we'll see what we can do. Yes, that's true. <laughs> All right, remember the show needs your involvement. Use the comments and subreddit to give us your feedback. Also, don't forget about us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. There's not a lot of sports going, but there's the best, most intelligent sports chat going on on our Slack channel. How do you get Good access? beer channel too? Oh, there's a beer channel. There's a you want to virtually drink channel. with me. It's the yeah, place to go. Good stuff. Um, <laughs> if you want to get in that Slack, you just gotta join the Patreon. At least it dollar a month uh, donation anything more we we absolutely gladly accept help support the show and do all the great stuff we do uh, so don't forget about it patreon.com slash detroit lions podcast as soon as you get in there uh, we will get you into the slack chat adam i saw you pop in here uh, just before we started i'll get you hooked up here in a second uh, also make sure to follow us on 
Twitter, Detroit Lions, at DET Lions Podcast, DET Lions Podcast, the very best place to see the Riz. With no pants. Oh. And that's the best way to see him, I swear to God. Uh, all right, yeah, Twitter, get, don't forget those follows. We love those from you guys. Give us a call on Skype, Detroit Lions Podcast, all one word, Detroit Lions Podcast. Or call us on the Lions line at 929-33-LIONS, 929-335-4667. Leave us a message, we'll put you on the air. We'll get you, you know, the, the drunken messages are sometimes the funnest, the funnest. Uh, also, go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Subscribe to the podcast so we show up in your face automatically. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions Podcast. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs, no problems, baby, because we're your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This show is over. Hey, Dean Blandino here, and I can tell you unequivocally that call was 100% wrong. Dr. Riz right here for you. I got your back, folks.